From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Tuesday, September 14th. Visitation to Arches National Park has ballooned 66% over a decade. Just under a million visitors were using park roads and trails in 2009. Well over 1.6 million were on those same roads and trails by 2019. And that's a big increase. Caitlin Thomas is the public information officer for the Southeast Utah Group of National Parks. The pandemic did not slow this visitation down as vacationers opted for road trips. Pandemic visitation caused some record-busting months at Arches, along with associated impacts. Parking congestion and crowding are negatively impacting public safety, visitor experiences, and of course the natural resources that we are here to protect. When parking lots at Arches are full, staff is forced to shut the entrance gate, sometimes for up to three hours per day, to control the flow of cars. They usually tell visitors to try again later. We often just direct traffic to other locations and ask folks to come back after that congestion has lessened. Long lines, looking for parking, this has been an issue at Arches for some time. In 2015, staff initiated a traffic congestion management plan. Back then, a reservation system was among the proposed alternatives, but the community balked. So much so, the park canceled their environmental assessment and backed away from that potential solution. But now, Thomas says things are different. The park has engaged in multiple studies over several years, but this this time, fortunately, we seem to have a lot of support behind us, and so we're really hoping to get through this process and really make a difference this time. Attitudes toward a reservation-like system might have changed because congestion in the park is simply getting worse. But also, there are other national parks in our region with what they're calling timed entry systems. They include Rocky Mountain National Park in Colorado and Yosemite National Park in California. A majority of the Grand County Commission and the Moab City Council have expressed their support for such a system at Arches. Staff says they're considering piloting a temporary timed entry system this spring. It's not the only traffic mitigation solution they will consider, according to Thomas, but it is an attractive option on the table right now. So we will do a trial run of this process, and then we'll see how effective it is. We'll see how it works, if it does have a positive impact, and we'll use that going forward to help us come up with a a longer term and more formalized plan. It's not clear at this point what a pilot timed entry system will look like exactly at Arches. Right now, the park is just collecting public comment on some higher level questions. We're looking to find out what you value most about Arches National Park and what experiences you find most important. So what what kind of an experience do you want future visitors to have when they visit Arches National Park? And then also we're really looking at what issues interfere most with your desired park experience. Basically, what is your ideal scenario when traveling through the park? And what solutions do you like to get it there? Find ways to comment in the show notes of today's news on our website and podcast. In the coming months, Arches will release a draft plan for traffic mitigation, likely including a pilot-timed entry system option. And Thomas says there will be more opportunities for public comment.
Our regional neighbors in southwest Colorado are facing a housing crisis just like other rural communities across the Mountain West. To combat the problem, local organizations in the region are building affordable housing developments, but the housing crisis is a complex issue, and additional housing inventory won't solve it alone. With our partners at KSJD in Cortez, Colorado, Lucas Brady-Woods has this report. In southwest Colorado's Montezuma County, what little housing is available just isn't affordable for many residents. Rents are being pushed higher and higher because there's such low housing inventory in the region. Folks can't afford our high rents. Um, Our wage scale here is fairly low, so we've got folks that just literally are paying way too much of their income to stay housed. That's Kelly Willis. She's the executive director of the Pinion Project Family Resource Center a nonprofit that provides a variety of services to Montezuma County residents. The organization has a handful of subsidized housing units available for low-income individuals. Willis says the organization also has plans to build a 50-unit affordable housing complex in Montezuma County. Tenants there will have a portion of their rent covered based on their income. Everybody, regardless of income, 30% of their income, if they have it, is what their rent remains. And it's not transitional housing, so it's not time-limited. People can remain there as long as they need to. Housing projects like this take time, though, and the Pinion Project's development hasn't even started construction yet. Willis says it's still looking for financing. That means it won't be move-in ready for another two years at least. Another affordable housing project in the area is being built by the Montezuma County Housing Authority. That project will include about 40 units, but won't be finished for a while either. According to the Housing Authority's executive director, it won't be move-in ready for over a year. But there are hundreds of people in Montezuma County who are struggling with housing insecurity right now. Willis says the wait lists on Pinion Project properties alone have around 400 people on them. On top of that, resources are especially scarce in southwest Colorado for people who are experiencing housing emergencies, such as homelessness or unsafe living conditions. And the few that are available are only temporary fixes. There's really not a lot of options for unhoused. Hopefully, we, we have put um, what I think is probably a band-aid on um, a lot of our emergency needs for housing And even when the affordable housing projects are finally built, they'll probably only scratch the surface of the housing crisis. The city of Durango in neighboring La Plata County is the closest population center to Montezuma County. Carrie Harrison is the head of Oak Tree Resources, an organization that helps youth find housing in Durango. She says that Durango already has several subsidized apartment buildings, but that they didn't make much of a dent in the housing crisis. Even though we have the affordable housing built in in Durango, they're they're all sitting full, and we don't have the supply available that is even close to being affordable. Harrison also says using affordable housing as a solution has limitations. Whether it be the young person I'm working with or a 30-year-old, that working adult who still can't afford a place to rent, they don't qualify for affordable housing, and they're floundering. Dr. Benjamin Waddell is a professor at Fort Lewis College in Durango. He studies poverty and systemic inequality, and he thinks that people need to shift their thinking when they consider possible solutions to the housing crisis. For example, he says there are some concrete steps communities can take to redistribute some of the wealth that's concentrated around housing. One of the ways that towns like Durango need to look at this is by looking at lodgers' taxes. I think um, they need to be more aggressive 
He also says it's important to remember there are factors outside the housing market that are interrelated with the housing crisis. We, we've seen the inflation of higher education, the inflation of medical costs. We've seen the inflation of transportation costs across the board. Housing, um, you see this inflation of, of costs, but wages have really just kind of flatlined. Waddell says that if members of a community can't afford to access essential services because their wages are too low, they can't change their economic situation. And that creates inequality in areas like housing. Carrie Harrison, back at Oak Tree Resources, also thinks people need to start shifting the way they think about the housing crisis. People need to educate themselves. We need to educate people on how easy it is for someone to struggle with housing insecurity. And the focus has to change regarding what homelessness is or the potential for homelessness. Because, she says, anyone, including her own family, could be one paycheck away from housing insecurity. For KSJD News and Rocky Mountain Community Radio, I'm Lucas Brady-Woods. This story is part of a Rocky Mountain Community Radio reporting collaboration on affordable housing, funded by the Solutions Journalism Network. And that's the KZMU News for Tuesday, September 14th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.